It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour. I'm Ed Hugland, your host for this evening. Today, I'm going to talk about a very important subject in this ongoing domestic cognitive war, the real existential threat to U.S. freedoms. In this episode, I'm going to discuss how slavery, socialism, and subjugation defined the Democratic Party in its history. We'll discuss the ongoing efforts of the Democratic Party to create a race war by a set of false narratives, the manipulation of history and facts, and purposely hiding the reality of the impact of their policies. We'll cover the impact of those policies on the poor, mostly black and white, as we'll discuss how they use false narratives and lies to advance what I refer to as the new 21st century plantation of dependency, and along with that, the subjugation of America. I take a strategic perspective here to inform you, our audience, and arm you with the facts, with information and assessments to help you not only counter the Democrats' lies and false narratives, but to be also to push back on them to explain why they are so persistently the party that favors slavery, socialism, and subjugation over America's freedoms. In this episode, we'll discuss the history of the Democratic Party is related to three areas. First, as I mentioned, slavery. Where did it begin? Actually, we'll take a look at where did it begin and who continued to lead the fight to enslave and subjugate people? As related to socialism, we'll cover why is it that the Democratic Party throughout history with the so-called self-anointed elites, okay, supposedly the most educated class of Americans, favored and supported and advanced such dystopian and tyrannical ideologies such as socialism, communism, and fascism. And today, are pushing issues such as transgenderism. And lastly, in the last segment, we'll talk about the subjugation part. We'll look at the recent list of policies, issues, and efforts led by the Democrat Party to subjugate and alter America, our freedoms, our liberty, and true opportunity forever. The Democrats are very wise in that they use a well-thought-out strategy, and a strategy ties the ways and means together to achieve their desired ends. Well, the ways that Democrats use are religion, ideology, or issues to drive these false narratives. The means, as we'll talk about, include specific efforts in politics, economics, social programs, education, etc. The real truth about the Democrat efforts, though, is they're not truly about communism or socialism or even fascism. Those are the ways they use. The truth is that it's all about subjugation and control and gaining absolute power. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. Each week, we take you on a journey exploring the exclusive in-depth national security investigations that connect the past to the present and expose America's enemies, both foreign and domestic. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the domestic enemies, the Democratic Party, which has been hijacked by a set of radical extremist progressives and where they're going with it. So let's begin with slavery. 
So it's very interesting to me is that all you have to do is a few Googles, look up a few things and some basic research. You could find out the history of slavery for which you'll never hear the Democratic Party talk about. Why? Well, because in the South Mediterranean, in the dynasties of the Arabs back in 700 AD, okay, the Sahara was specifically a trading station for slaves. So if you Google and you look at world history, uh, you look at www.historyworld.net and Google slavery. And what this quick summary of history tells us is a lot about a key aspect of slavery that most Americans aren't aware of. Okay, It began in Africa. It was nurtured in Africa back before 700 AD, if you remember the Egyptians in the time of Christ used slaves to bear the pyramids, etc. Slavery is an accepted part of our life in Arabia during the time of Muhammad in the 7th century. And the Quran offers no arguments against the practice. It merely states that particularly in relation to female slaves, they must be well-treated. Okay, This is a Quran, and based on this history, this is what they're indicating. The Christian Gospels make no specific mentory of slavery. During the Middle East, Middle Ages, the missionaries and bishops of Roman Catholic Church argued against the ownership of slaves in emerging dynasties of Northern Europe. Okay. This made little headway, but again, slavery disappeared in the East Europe, in the West European countries, it is largely replaced by serfdom and feudal manner. So as this history goes on, based on this historyworld.net, we look at the Portuguese slave trade from 15th to 17th century. They bring European ships for the first time in regular contact with sub-Saharan Africa. Okay, the Portuguese opens up a whole other channel of slavery across the uh, different portions of Europe, okay, and Africa. So what's interesting here is you'll never hear black progressives talk about this. You always hear about African-Americans who want to go back to Africa. Now, the point here is I'm not disparaging Blacks in the history of slavery in America whatsoever. It was a disgusting period in our time in American's history for which we've overcome. What I'm trying to highlight here is slavery began in Africa with Blacks owning Blacks for slaves, Blacks trading Blacks for slaves, Blacks pushing Blacks for slaves, not only in Europe, but then later across America. This is a critical, importantly, point. We must pay attention to this aspect because if we want to look at history and how do we forego doing this again, we have to look at the, the history. The abolition movement in the United States from 1688 to 1808, okay, and other places, the horrors of slave trade did not go unnoticed in England. In England, okay, England clamored and pushed for different ways to abolish slavery. The time in American colonies the clamor for freedom expressed so powerfully in the Declaration of Independence, okay, was seen as inconsistent with the large slave population in America. The Quakers in 1774 in Britain decided to expel any member of their organization involved in the slave trade. And by coincidence, the slave trade, as the site goes on to say, declared slavery trade illegal 
on both sides of the Atlantic in 1807, but under pressure from the Southern states, remember, Southern states were Democrat states, slave states, under pressure from the slave Democratic states, no law on slavery would be passed for 20 years. So they outlawed the slave trade, but no law on slavery would be passed or could be passed for 20 years. As soon as that agreed time arrived, legislation was enacted outlawing the slave trade from January 1st, 1808 forward. So in America, slave trade was outlawed January 1st, 1808 forward. The slave trade states, the Democratic states, fought that. During the Civil War, 1862 to 63, President Lincoln undertook the initial Civil War to preserve the Union. He had never intended to be the end of slavery initially, but during the first couple of years of war, he decided differently. The abolitionist lobby pushed heavily, and the Union brought this to a key aspect of their fight, is to free the black slaves. So let's dispel some false narratives here. The first blacks that were enslaved were blacks in Africa enslaved by other blacks. Are we going to demand reparations from today's blacks because their ancestors decide to enslave them? We, the point here is we have to take a look at where originally slavery started. And why did it start? Okay, again, slavery in northern Africa dates back to ancient Egypt, 305 B.C., Okay, so that's the real history of slavery. It began in Africa well before Christ was born and continued well after Christ was born. Now, you don't have to believe me. Look at research.cornell.edu and Sandra Green, G-R-E-E-N-E. Google Sandra E. Green. She's the black historian. And she says, when we think of slavery, most of us think of the racially-based slavery that existed in the United States and ultimately sparked the Civil War. Very few Americans know that slavery was common throughout the world as well as Africa. Slavery was common throughout the world as well as Africa. So you have the democratic, progressive, so-called self-inordinated elites using lies and false narratives about America and slavery to impugn today's generations for things that happened a couple hundred years ago, yet they don't want to go back a little bit further and impugn their own race for subjugating their own race. Why? Because today's Democratic Party is still the party of slavery. It is still the party of subjugation. It is still the party of segregation. As now you see at colleges and universities across the United States, they're having separate graduations for blacks. You have to have quotas for blacks in, in the military, quotas for blacks and other stuff. It's reverse racism, but the intent here is a subjugation using false narratives. So let's take a look at Green's research, focus on the history of slavery in West Africa, especially in Ghana where warring political communities in the 18th and 19th centuries enslaved their enemies. And the impact she writes can still be felt today. Slavery in the United States, she wrote, in 1865 ended in 1865. But in West Africa, 
in West Africa. It was not legally ended until 1875, a decade after the United States ended slavery in a civil war that cost several hundred thousand lives. And several hundred thousand Americans gave their lives, half them for in that war, to end slavery. And slavery continued because many people in the United States weren't aware it had ended. While 11 to 12 million people are estimated to have been exported as slaves from West Africa, 11 to 12 million, millions more were retained in Africa. Let me repeat that, as Green says, millions more were retained in Africa. It's not something that many West African countries talk about, says Green. She writes, it's not exactly a proud moment because now everyone realizes slavery is not acceptable. And she's damn right. Slavery is not acceptable. But what's also not acceptable is to blame today's Americans' population of all races for 250 years ago, what happened there. Because if we're going to do that, we need to take the full history in account. Let's go back and start blaming who started the slave trade. It was blacks in Africa who sold blacks to other people as slaves. Again, in Egypt before that time began. So the false narratives that the progressive Democrats use in calling everyone racist is just amazing. So you have the Clintons, you have the Joy Behar's, you have the Justin Trudeau's, all who wore blackface and made a mockery of blacks, who are the so-called leaders of the Democrat Party and liberal progressivism across North America. And these so-called leaders made a mockery of blacks. You have leaders like Nancy Pelosi, who holds all black tie dinners in her San Francisco mansion for all white participants with all black attendants. Okay. All black servants, but nobody calls them out for this. And then you have Joe Biden during the presidential election telling blacks, you ain't black unless you vote for me. Now turn the wording around just a little bit. You ain't black unless I tell you do what I tell you to do. You'd be a good person. You go do what I tell you to do, and you'll be an okay black. If you're not, I'm going to call you an Uncle Tom. I'm going to call you a racist, even though you're black. I'm going to disparage you. I'm going to attack you. And this is what the Democrat Party of today has been doing. Take a look at Cory. Booker, take a look at the other congresswomen on the Hill in the squad. Jay Paul. She wants the legal immigrants to come in because we need someone to pick our fruits and vegetables and to clean our houses. Her own words. So let's dispel these false narratives by taking, again, looking at the fact that millions of millions of people were enslaved in Africa. It was blacks enslaving blacks. They expanded that slave trade with Portugal to other portions of Europe. And from there, they further expanded it to America. Americans died to free slaves. 
but the African slave trade continued and slavery continued in Africa for over a decade after that, 10 years after the end of our civil war. So these are the key things we must take a look at and these false narratives that Democrats are using, the lies they're using to divide America and try to start a race war. Before I go on break, let me just remind our listeners that America Out Loud talk radio plays on iHeartRadio network. You can also listen to our media play from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best-in-class applications available on Apple, Android, and Alexa, where we stream 24 by 7. And now you can hear all of our podcasts the next day or in the next few days after the broadcast here on America Out Loud radio network on the AmericanOutloud.com website. So just go to AmericaOutloud.com. That's AmericaOutloud.com. And you can listen to all these podcasts from my show and our litany of other great experts. We'll be right back. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Welcome back to the Mass Security Hour on the American Out Loud Talk Radio Network. I'm Ed Hugland, your host for today. Today we're covering slavery, socialism, and subjugation, the history of the Democratic Party. And this covered slavery and the fact, the fact that slavery began and started in Africa with blacks enslaving blacks and expanded here to America. And abhorrent, an abhorrent stain on all history of the world. America dispelled with that and fought for many years in the Civil War to free slaves. So now let's take a look at the socialist aspect of the Democratic Party. And why is it that on a regular basis, the Democrats throughout the history of America tended to favor these ideological swings towards those tyrannical and dystopian ideologies to subjugate people? For example, the Nazi Party, the Communist Party, the Socialists. The Nazi Party, officially, the name was the National Socialist German Workers' Party. The National Socialist 
German Workers' Party. Okay? They're no different than the communists. Some slightly different tactics and means, but communism and fascism, socialism, are different points at the same circle of tyranny. The precursor to the Nazi Party and the National Socialist German Workers' Party was actually the German Workers' Party. There was great favor throughout the United States for these ideologies as they, as they gained ground across Europe in 1918 for communism and 1930s for, for uh, Nazism, fascism. The infiltration, the infiltration of communism, socialists into our government was perpetual and no, no, no better exemplified than Venona, the Venona Papers. Just Google the Venona Papers and take a look at how throughout the Roosevelt administration and Democrat administrations, they were peppered with Soviet spies. We'll take a look at some census data here on poor black and white and percentages and what's happened there. But when you take a look at the ideologies of socialism, fascism, and communism, it's all about utopian ideals, all about utopian ways of thought for the perfect world. But why is it in these each of these utopian worlds, there's no charter schools for blacks or poor whites? There's lack of opportunity that the Democrat Party, the Workers' Party, opposes, opposes work for welfare. So why the hell does that? Why would you oppose having work, them work for receiving something in return? It's called dignity. And as I mentioned, the Democrats like Behart, the Clintons, Trudeau, all wore blackface and tell you you're not black like old Joe Biden unless you vote for him. So let's cover some statistics from the Census at Europe Bureau itself. 1959 versus 2021. For the white population alone, those before the poverty line in 1959 was 18%. And in 2021, 10%. 1959, 18%, 2021, 10%. But the white population had grown by 92 million people. Notice the total number below the poverty line decrease. But, the, but the, it's not too different than the number in 1959. There's 28 million below, whites below the poverty line in 1959, 25 million in 2021 because of increase in population, but the percentage decreased by almost half. Now let's take a look at the black population alone by the U.S. Census Bureau data. The percentage below the poverty line in 1959 was 55%. 55% in 1959. In 2021, it was 19.5%. It's almost a threefold decrease, a threefold decrease in the percentage of blacks below the poverty line between 1959 and 2021. Did that sound like a racist America to you? For both poor whites and poor blacks, it either decreased by two or threefold, 
the number of people in poverty. Now, notice the total number below the poverty line decreased for blacks, but it's not too different than the, same, than the total number in 1959. So in 1959, there were 10 million blacks below the poverty line. And in 2021, 8.5 million. That's rounded up. So this tells us a few interesting facts about poverty and race, okay, and the socialist ideologies. First, the total number of whites in poverty is nearly three times that of the total number of blacks below the poverty line. Second, the total number of blacks in poverty has remained pretty much the same since 1959, despite, despite a threefold increase in their population. Third, the total number of whites in poverty also remained pretty much the same since 1959, despite a twofold increase in population. Now, why is this? Well, because it's very convenient for the radical progressive left to point to poor blacks in poverty as the means and justification to call anyone who opposes their policy racist. But the reality is the numbers from 1959 to now, 60 years, have not changed that much. What has changed? What has changed is the democratics, democrat, uh, demo, demo, demographics related to imprisonment, incarceration, and others, okay, which have dramatically increased amongst the black population. So if we're going to have a real discussion about ideology, why is it the Democrats continue to push socialist, fascist, communist type ideologies? Why? Because it's utopian viewpoint blinds people to the reality, the facts of what's going on. Okay, here's some key points here. Multi-generation poverty is entrenched largely black by percentages, but not by actual numbers, because I've talked about both blacks and whites, and numbers haven't changed that much. Feminism, democratic policies advanced are major reasons for the collapse of the nuclear family for blacks, but also for whites. The fact is, if you're single, a mother, by percentages, you're more likely to end up on welfare. doesn't matter if you're black or white. Almost 70% of black children are born to single mothers. So it was the Democrat policies after the Jim Crow era, which were their policies in the Democratic slave slates in the Democratic Party, the slave party, the party of slavery, which pushed policies not work for welfare, but for welfare, you had to break up the family so that in that case there, you forced a level of dependency. Because that's what socialism, communism, fascism are all about. Levels of dependency, driving levels of dependency for subjugation, which is what we'll talk about in the last segment. The social welfare policy of the 60s drove the destruction of the black family. And reflected the, and this is reflected in the disproportionate numbers I mentioned of the murder incarceration rates and welfare rates. The incarceration, murder, and criminal rates are highly tied to the percentages on welfare in single parent households. So why is it this party with the utopian dreams that calls everyone else racist doesn't give a crap about? how your children are educated unless they can control that education that we've seen here, but most especially for poor blacks and whites. 
if you try to push charter schools, they call you racist. Why? Because the Democrats are creating a new set of chains, economic chains, on a new plantation, the 21st century plantation of dependency, and playing and doing this using false narratives and identity politics. The truth about blacks, death, and racism, what Democrats won't tell you about the 21st century plantation. Okay, I laid out some of the different statistics and areas here. It's very, very interesting when you take a look at both the history. First, we talked about slavery, and now you take a look at the Democratic policies, which destroyed the black family, continue to destroy the black family and white families and relegate generations after generations of poor blacks and whites and others to a new 21st century plantation. But now you've seen them continue with this, what I call the big lie. Uh, they continue with this big lie and then start to look at freeing felons and other people incarcerated here. Why? Because they use this additional argument, this additional false narrative of false imprisonment and imprisoning the, the poor at, uh, and the poor disadvantage as being racism. But they're doing it purposely. Why? To create additional chaos, anarchy, and threats. Because they know Americans, once threatened to a level, was subjugated to a level, then it's hard for them to fight back. So Patrick Moynihan, a Democrat, argued that the rise in single mother families was not due to a lack of jobs, but rather to a destructive vein in ghetto culture that could be traced back to slavery and the Jim Crow discrimination. Now, this is when the Democratic Party still had true Democrats like da Daniel Patrick Moynihan. But he was vilified for this. But Moynihan went, went much further than merely overthrowing family, familiar explanations about cause of poverty. He described through the pages of disquieting charts and graphs, the emergence of a tangle of pathology, including delinquency, joblessness, school failure, crime, fatherlessness that characterized ghetto or what would become the underclass behavior. Moynihan's unpublished study at the time, okay, because of the Johnson, President Johnson delivered a speech at Howard University calling for the next profound aspects of civil rights. But the civil rights legislation was opposed by the party of slavery. It was opposed by the racist President Johnson in the White House. It was the Republicans and conservatives who pushed through the Civil Rights Act. Moynihan described the breakdown of the family structure for blacks the consequence of ancient brutality, past injustice, and present pr pr prejudice. Ancient brutality, past injustice, and present prejudice. So why hasn't that changed? Why are the Democrats so persistent in continuing to subjugate blacks and poor whites, disparage the family, destroy the family, well, it goes back to using ideologies and issues to try to subjugate and control. You go back to the naked communists and look at the 45 goals for communists listed there. Just Google it, naked communists, 45 goals. You'll be floored by the comparison of what was listed back then as the goals versus what's listed today. It includes 
taking over education, destroying the nuclear family, making sexual deviancy normalized. The out-of-wedlock birth rate among Blacks had more than doubled in 1980, based on some data that I was reading through, to 56%. It was high as 66% in New York City. If Democrats weren't so racist, they'd welcome those children. They'd welcome those nuclear families, but they don't want them. Why? Because they can't control and subjugate them. Because as we talked about, from 1959 to 2021, the percentage of blacks on welfare almost threefold decrease. Why? Because of the opportunities in America. When you take a look at other people who immigrate to America, mostly other blacks from other nations, and you take a look at who are the highest wage earners across America, it's not blacks or whites, but it's people from these other countries who've come here, who've realized the opportunities this country has to offer. So there's a lot of false narratives that, that are pointed out there. So you have to remember Daniel Patrick Moynihan. Okay. 70% of black children are still born to unmarried mothers. 70%. I'll hear all the talk of the, about these baby mamas. And then you took a the, look at the young black men and look at the incarceration rate. You have all these baby mamas out there with babies in poverty and perpetuates that small percentage of blacks in poverty, about 10%, 10, 10 million. And same thing for poverty in the whites. But why don't they talk about both sides? Well, because it's inconvenient truth. It's the inconvenient truth. Because if you address the real issue of poverty, by default, then you have to address both the black and white issues of poverty, which come back to the same fundamental things, work, integrity, nuclear family. But those things are counter. Those things are counter to the overall intent of the Democrat Party. It's very interesting when you take a look at this basic statistics from the, from the Census Bureau. Basic statistics, while blacks are more than twice as likely as whites to be living in poverty, it actually reflects a marked improvement since the 1970s based on the census data. So the summary was stating when blacks were almost four times as likely as whites to be poor. So depending on where you pick the time frame and the dem different demographics and stuff like that, it's either three, four or threefold or fourfold decrease in the percentage of blacks on poverty, but the numbers still have stayed quite the same. And why is that? Because the Democrat Party needs a constituents of poor blacks and poor whites, okay, to keep them, whites and blacks, so-called in their place with less education, less access to opportunity. Why? So they can manipulate and control them. And they're aided and abetted by the same class of so-called self-anointed elites where blackface or tell you how to vote and tell you you're not a black if you don't vote for them, okay? The same class of folks who also throughout the decades and centuries in American history supported communism, fascism, socialism. 
this leads us to our last segment. But before we go on subjugation and subversion, so if we go on break, remember, you can listen to our shows on the National Security Hour. They play weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the American Outloud Talk Radio Network. They're heard on iHeartRadio Network, our world-class media player, and also on applications like Apple, Android, or Alexa. Those links can be found on our homepage on AmericaOutloud.com, AmericaOutloud.com. I'll be right back. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com, seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. I'm Ed Huglin, your host, and today we're talking about slavery, socialism, and subversion, the history of the Democratic Party. In today's session, I'm taking that strategic perspective, the historical perspective, using facts and assessments from others to help you understand how to counter the false narratives, the lies, and dystopian policies of the Democrat Party. So in this last segment, we're going to talk about subversion and the ways the Democrats are continually moving to try to subvert our overall democracy, our freedoms, and continue to try to perpetuate these false narratives to drive race wars. We now have a new legion of seven to eight million illegal immigrants in this country. Add to that the 20 to 30 that were here. You now have 30 to 40 million illegal aliens in this country. Pictures have never been naturalized. And in each of those cases, the reason is obvious because the Democrats, based on the history of slavery, based on their history of socialism and using utopian ideals to subjugate people, what's their intent here? But that's not hard to figure out. Doesn't take a rocket science. What they're doing here is bringing in a whole new class of people that can subjugate and create this new plantation, this 21st century plantation dependency that are dependent on the government. And who's paying for this? 
And who's paying for this? Well, you are, Americans. And you're starting to figure it out. Now, before I go into some of the other areas I have in my, my talking points for today I wanted to cover, what comes to mind is what's going on in the progressive cities across the United States? So when you take a look at that, it's going to give you a really good example of what's going to happen to the rest of America if Democrats continue to be elected to office, the current set of radical progressive Democrats who are conducting unrestricted war of terror on America are continued to be elected by the lemmings and the ignorant who say, well, I'm Democrat, so I'm going to vote Democrat. I'm Republican, I'm going to vote Republican. Regardless of your political affiliation, you have to take a look at the facts and where they're going with these policies. But look at San Francisco, look at LA, look at Chicago, look at Baltimore, look at the District of Crime, the District of Columbia. These are progressive, liberal, self-anointed elite cities governed by these self-anointed elites. But crime is rampant, anarchy is rampant, looting is rampant, carjackings are up, drug rape, drug rapes, murder all up and it's getting worse and they're decreasing the fines and, and, and penalties for felonies, for murder, for carjacking but this is in liberal progressive cities so here these revolutions of socialist communist ideologies these revolutions are eating their own young they're destroying the cities in these self-anointed leads built. And where are these people fleeing? They're fleeing to conservative states. You have Antifa, the fascists, Black Lives Matter, the Marxist, communist, socialist liars, the Bill Air types, the Reverend, Air, Reverend Wright types, Bill Air, a terrorist, Reverend Wright, a bigoted racist. And when you look at who they're dealing with, they're dealing with the Democrat Party. They're weaponizing these different aspects in a radical, progressive, unrestricted war of terror on America. So we have to fight back. We have to start repeating the BS and start learning some history. As I said, in terms of subversion, let's go back in history very quickly. In the 1918 to 1920s, the Communist Party was expanded Significantly in America is mostly in the Democratic Party side. There's still conservatives and some Republicans bought into that crap, but it's mostly Democrat. The Nazi Party, Social Democratic Workers Party, was the next fetish of those without a brain. Okay, then the 60s with the free love, the drugs, the anti war rhetoric of the 60s. Now you got the 60s replayed today in the 2020s. Only things left out instead of anti-war, it's all for war. And then we found the unhinged during the free love drugs and stuff during the 60s, during the 1980s and the, the red balloon stuff in terms of the fight between the then Soviet Union expansion. And today it's still the Russian expansion. But this film keeps rewinding. It just has new technologies, new pictures, and the Democrats have come up with better lies. Today, we see the woke culture with the critical race theory, which tells whites you're all racist, blacks you're too stupid to learn. The 1619 Project, which forgoes all the slavery in history I talked about, its beginnings in Africa, and blames Americans. 
They push pedophilia, transgenderism, and grooming as normal. They indoctrinate our children and tell you, the parents, that you have no right in saying their education. And in some states like California now, if you don't agree to transgender uh, changes for your children, your children are pushing legislation to remove them from your home. That is subversion and a subjugation. That is tyranny at your doorstep. It's in the house. We've seen the extent they're willing to go to subvert our own institution as government with the sub and subversion actions in 2016 with the false DSAA made up by Hillary Clinton. And what's going on right now with Donald Trump now, seven years after the 2016 debacle, the false dossier, two false impeachments. We've seen how the Democrats have used their socialist media allies like Twitter, LinkedIn, et cetera. And even though Leon Musk, Elon Musk is now head of Twitter, Twitter has still deplatformed a lot of folks like myself who are conservative. Never let us back on. Because we called out the left for what they were, propaganda whores. The socialist media companies, propaganda whores for the left. Once free press, now, now a fifth subversive column. We see the media, so-called media people that they love, like the, the, the view, what I call the herd on the view, which emanates more carbon than the cattle ranch, okay, continue to push disinformation lies to the audiences. We see the herd on the view like Joy Behart, right? Remember black-faced Behart telling a black senator, Tim Scott, pretty much that he's a racist because he's black but conservative. We see the indoctrination of our children to a point where one understands the level of compliance is almost being reached when they're getting people to repeat that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. So I experienced a lot of this firsthand when I was back in the Soviet Union in the late 80s and early 90s when I did uh, nuclear missile inspections there and destroyed nuclear missiles back in that period under the Intermediate Nuclear Forces Treaty. It's very surreal as I watch people march up on the streets while solemn music blared on the on the speakers, much like out of Orwell's 1984. These people looked solemn, like souls trapped in hell. But now today we see the Democrats continue to push different means and measures to advance their slavery, to advance their subjugation. and the socialist ideologies. The propaganda and disinformation is amplified daily. It's amplified daily, but it's amplified daily in the national security apparatus we have. We see their willingness to dispel with Americans' lives, Americans' freedoms, grow exponentially over the China flu, the COVID-19 period, where we saw over 10 million people worldwide murdered and over a million Americans murdered by the Chinese, by the China flu, a purposeful release of the China flu. And today, over 100,000 Americans that are murdered each year based on drug wars, based on the drug, the fentanyl. And the Chinese are starting to alter the different drugs to, with the cartels, in cahoots with the cartels, to advance new drugs into the United States. We're seeing Americans kidnapped and murdered by the cartels without consequence. And we're seeing purposeful terror where progressives like President Biden, attorney general, district attorneys, and others ignore federal, state, and county laws 
and unilaterally, unilaterally decide not to prosecute but release felons, murderers, rapists, drug dealers, carjackers, pedophiles. So not only are they willing to eat their own by destroying the progressive cities to drive a new level of subjugation and dependency, they have no qualms about murdering Americans or enabling the murder of Americans because there's been no consequences for China in the China flu. As a matter of fact, this administration under the Manchurian president, Joe Biden, has continued to try to hide that fact. They continue to ignore you have over 100,000 Americans being murdered each year by fentanyl, even though parents claim that. They continue to prosecute and persecute parents for wanting to say in their education and threatening them with imprisonment, threatening them with removal of the children if they don't allow their children to be transitioned to a different sex, albeit the children may be two years old to eight to 10 years old and too young to even know what they're talking about. But they push the teachers' unions and the teachers to be able to then tell you and your parents, tell the parents and the students what they ought to think, what they ought to drink, what they ought to write, what they ought to read. They're pushing pornography, they're pushing pedophilia, they're pushing the grooming. So this is not non-coincidental. It's purposeful. They're destroying civil rights and constitutional rights. We've seen the lockdowns of COVID, the China flu lockdowns. They tried to perpetuate those. They weaponized the un- and the unconstitutional efforts of the security apparatus to seize congressmen's phones, seize records, put people in prison, bankrupt them. We see now where the FBI is purposely hiding documentation and, and redacting the fact that there's 15 to 17 tapes on President Biden, then Vice President Biden talking to a Ukrainian guy to get a $5 million bribe, so-called allegedly, this is all out there. It's all unclassified, but the FBI continues to protect this. We've seen them weaponize the whole Justice Department against Trump and anyone who supports Trump, but yet the people like Clinton and the bleach bit and the destruction of evidence uh, President Biden, who had multiple different sets of uh, classified in his garage and stuff like that as vice president and senator, was n- not being prosecuted. It's blatant. We see this in education and the indoctrination and indoctrination in education. But they're bringing S&M shows and drag queen shows in to see our children. Our colleges and universities have been handed over tenured progressive liberals who despise America who indoctrinate legions of children. Remember, I mentioned the Bonona Papers in the prior segment on socialism, the advance of socialism and utopian ideas in America by the Democrats. The colleges and universities are festering beds of indoctrination. And they've expended that to now to our local high schools, education schools, and, the, and grade schools. And parents are finally fighting back. But this is all purposeful. So the slavery aspect, the socialist aspect, and the subjugation aspect are not just coincidence. They're very purposeful. If we saw just one or two of the latter examples, we could discard them as mere coincidence, but they're not. They're multiple, they're persistent, and they're perpetual. 
the reality is this is an undeclared war of terror on America, and it's exemplified daily in the news. We see Antifa elements being called up. When parents go to high school to protest drag queen shows, who shows up? Antifa, which is on speed dial with the BLM folks. The parents show up dressed normally in parents' clothes, shorts, whatever else. Antifa shows up with billy clubs, bats, helmets, mace, and other things. But who's attacked and who's beaten? It's the parents. In the transgenderism thing, same thing. The young athletic swimmer, the female, Riley Gaines, goes out and pushes back on this. But she's then sequestered in different rooms at the university she used to speak at because her life was threatened. So why didn't they start arresting the Antifa bullies, the Antifa tyrants, the Antifa domestic terrorists out there? And now they're replacing you, America, poor, white, and black. They're replacing you with multi-millions of illegal immigrants because they see the trend in America where now 70 to 80% of America is starting to move more conservative and, and disregard what this administration is doing. They need a new legion. Okay, they need a new legion of dependents. The Biden administration and this just Justice Department are protecting Antifa, the extremist allies. He's seen Director Christopher Ray, President Biden, Attorney General Garland all speak out about Antifa only as an idea or an ideology. The progressive Democrats and the social media, the propaganda horse, continually talk about peaceful demonstrations and such. The minority set of progressive Democrats and can consistently say they want to protect, defend, and release their allies, which are the pedophiles, the rapists, the groomers, the drug dealers, the child human traffickers. But they're not being called to account. So what's amazing here is we see a purposeful effort and so for America, for those listeners we have here, just go in and look at history. Go in and Google a few aspects of history on slavery, on socialism, communism, fascism, on subjugation. And what you see is the Democrats pulling out the same old playbook that's been used for the last couple hundred years. But implementing this pay playbook in a very methodical manner using our own institutions of government to subvert our government, to subvert our constitution and destroy our constitution. The radical progressive Democrats have hijacked what was used to be the Democratic Party. It no longer exists. And it's epitomized by the fact that these folks use racism constantly, misogyny constantly, and then appropriate the transgender mental illness to then try to perpetuate perpetuate such things as drag queens, transgenders, and other such things on the American public. Slavery, socialism, and subjugation. These are the history of the Democratic Party. This is what they stand for. 
Look at your liberal progressive cities as we end the show here. Look at your liberal progressive cities and think about what's happening to America. And if they're willing to take their progressive allies and destroy their cities and murder their children there, what do you think, what the hell do you think they're going to do to the rest of America? Remember, I'm here on the National Security Hour each week to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I will go outside the fog of the daily chaos to give you a strategic perspective on national security issues and speak truth to power. The power of we the people so we together can best ensure the resilience and security of our republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. <laughs>